Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. And this is day two of our command the month prayer. And we are dealing with the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And I'm going to read there quickly. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month of Chislev, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah. And I asked them, I asked them concerning Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they say to me, the survivors, the survivors, because yesterday we talked about the escapees, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Yesterday we spoke about escapees and God wants us to escape. But today we are seeing something else about survivors. You know, so we want to talk about <coughs> those who survived and those who are left, you know, from the captivity that was, you know, that befell the city of Jerusalem. And the survivors were not in a good state. They were not in a good shape. They survived, yes. They were alive, but they were not in a good state. So it's not just enough for you to survive because there are people who say, I'm a survivor. And it's a very good thing, you know, to survive, to, to survive the onslaught of the enemy to survive um, COVID-19, to survive diseases, to, to survive difficulties, to survive, you know, tough times that one might go through. So it's not just enough to survive. You need to survive and also remain in a good state. These were survivors, you know, they were not killed. They were not destroyed. They didn't lose their lives, but something that is very sad about these survivors is they were not in a good shape they were not in a good state so as you say i'm a survivor i've survived this i've survived this just make sure that you are in a good state because you can survive but still the effects of what you went through damage you and so you are alive but inside you have been shattered you have been damaged you are literally in pieces so at, I, I think we should go beyond surviving, you know, we should just, you know, we should thank God for surviving. Yes, but we should go beyond it so that we don't allow what we went through, the traumatic experience that we went through, the difficult experience that we went through, you know, damage us because there are many, you know, damaged survivors. There are many survivors who are destroyed internally there are many survivors who are broken inside there are many survivors who are still bleeding they are alive yes but they are not in a good state they are broken they are damaged they are warped inside when you talk to them you can see that they are still reeling from what they went through it's like the children of israel who came out of egypt you know they survived the difficulty they survived the slavery they survived you know what they were subjected to by the egyptians but when they came out of egypt you you, you can see that they were still damaged there was they survived but they were damaged they were broken and god was trying you know to take egypt out of them 
you know, and it proved very, very difficult. That's why most of them died in the wilderness. They came out of Egypt, they survived the slavery, they survived the harsh conditions, but it's like it left them damaged and they struggled to serve God. They struggled, you know, uh, to be loyal to God. They struggled to practice, you know, spiritual fidelity. They were still hooked up, you know, to Egypt. They were still, you know, missing Egypt. They were still, you know, when, especially when they were going through a very difficult time in the wilderness, you could see that they wanted to go back to their familiar. They wanted to go back to what they had come, you know, to believe to be a way of lifestyle for them. They wanted to go back to what they were used to. So they survived, but it left them broken. They survived, but it left them damaged. They survived, but they were warped. No wonder they couldn't really serve. Most of them died in the wilderness because they kept on murmuring. They kept on limiting the Holy One of Israel. They kept on, you know, um, going against God's command. They kept on complaining. At some point, they, you know, they actually fashioned a God for themselves to worship that God because they felt like this God who removed them from Egypt has failed. And in Egypt, you see, you know, that's where they learned idol worship. In Egypt, that's where they learned how to make your own God. You know, because even Pharaoh at some point in Egypt was considered a God. You know, so they were damaged. So it's not just enough to say, I'm a survivor. I've survived this. I've survived it. I need to ask you, you know, what you survived, did it leave you damaged? What you survived, did it leave you destroyed? What you survived, you know, did it warp your way of thinking? So don't just survive, but also work towards healing, work towards becoming normal, work towards becoming this person that is okay mentally, okay spiritually, and also okay emotionally. And so we want to look at these survivors, and it is very, very sad that they survived, but they were damaged. What they went through was very traumatic. It damaged them, and it was difficult for them to recover. And I pray because I, I am speaking to survivors, you have survived something. I pray that what you have survived, you know, it will not damage you in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, I want to repeat this phrase, even as we delve deeper, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in, in great distress and reproach. They survived, but they were in great distress. And I want us to look at that word distress. You know, they were in great distress. There were there were survivors who were still reeling from their past traumatic experience. And they were in distress. So there are three words that characterize distress. And I want us to look at them and then we're going to pray. Number one is anxiety. Anxiety um, characterizes distress. The survivors were in great distress. And one thing that characterizes distress in our lives is anxiety. Anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. So these survivors were alive, but they were daily living in fear. You know, they were, they were not settled in their minds. They were not settled in their hearts. They were still living in fear, dread, and uneasiness. It's like they were, they were still thinking, you know, these Babylonians will come back again, you know, so they were not resting easy. Maybe they were having nightmares that the Babylonians have come again, their, uh, their captors have come again. They were always in fear. They lived in fear, walked around in fear, you know, um, 
dreamt some very um, bad dreams about them being taken back to captivity, you know. So they were always, you know, living in fear. And fear is a terrible, terrible feeling. In fact, the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear because God does not want us to live in fear. But there are people who live in fear. They are always expecting the worst. They are not settled. They are uneasy. They are living in fear every single day of their lives. They have survived a traumatic experience. They have survived a very difficult experience. They went through you know, a horrendous ordeal. They survived, but it left them damaged. They are living in fear. They are grappling with fear. They are struggling every single day with fear. They can't rest easy. You know, they can't just have a nice, quiet day. Their minds are plagued with fear. So you can survive, but you're still a very, um, a very fearful man or a very fearful, you know, woman. So fear is also an uncomfortable feeling of nervousness or worry about something that is happening or might happen in the future. So you're always expecting that something will happen or you're going through something that makes you to be very anxious. Mm? And you see, sometimes when you're anxious, you find yourself sweating at the wrong time. You know, you feel restless, you are tensed, and you sometimes even have a rapid heartbeat. You know, your heartbeat can, um, your heartbeat sometimes can be irregular because of anxiety. And some people, they are always having these irregular heartbeats, rapid heartbeats because of, you know, anxiety. Your heart is not supposed to be beating very fast all the time. It's not good for your heart. That's why some people now develop other things like high blood pressure, you know, because their heart is being forced to compensate for their fear. It's trying to calm you down. It's trying to calm your body down. And so the heart is overworking. Have a rapid, rapid heartbeat. <clears throat> and there are people who have a rapid heartbeat. They can even feel like their heart wants to come out of their chest. Because of fear, it is beating very fast. They go to bed, it is beating very fast. They wake up in the middle of the night, they have this rapid heartbeat. They feel like their chest is almost exploding because of fear. You're walking around in fear. This is not very, very good for you. You're overworking your heart and soon you'll start having heart problems, irregular heartbeats, and you'll end up having medication to try and calm you down to try and cool you down because you have all these imaginary, you know, imaginary, imagine, how can I put it? Imaginary fears. You're fearing so many things that will happen to you concerning your future, concerning your children, concerning your life, concerning your health, concerning your business, concerning your career. You, are un, you have unfounded fears and you're always thinking something bad will happen. So it affects your heart. You know, you can't sleep well, you can't relax, you lose appetite, your heart is there beating very hard, you know. And I'm describing a situation that some of you are going through right now. That is anxiety. That is a sign that you're under great distress. And that is not how God wants you to live. That is not what God has designed for you as his child. This morning I pray that you will overcome anxiety in the name of Jesus. What does the Bible say? Philippians chapter 4, you know, verse 6 to 8. Be anxious for nothing. Hmm? When you're feeling anxious, 
you know, when you are at the place of work, it's not good for you. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Before you take a test or go through an interview and you're very anxious, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Before you make a very important decision and you have this rapid heartbeat, you know, your heart is beating hard against your chest. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Before you take the next step, you know, in your life, concerning your future, concerning your business, concerning your children, and your heart is there, and you're sweating. You're sweating even at the wrong time. It's very cold and you're sweating. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. And then it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. You know, supplication simply means you're asking God for something with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. So do not be anxious. Don't be anxious concerning marriage. Don't be anxious concerning your future. Don't be anxious concerning, you know, your children. Don't be anxious concerning your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Don't be anxious concerning, you know, um, the decisions that you're about to make, the interview that you're supposed to attend. Don't be anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing, but in everything, everything, marriage, decisions, you know, children, family, marriage, whatever it is, your future, your health, your peace of mind, whatever it is, in everything, by prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So in other words, when you're anxious, you should pray. That's the first thing the Bible says. You should pray. Yeah? The reason why Christians are anxious is because they don't pray. Look at our prayer meetings. You know, our prayer meetings have the least attendance. No wonder many Christians are living in anxiety every now and then. They're supposed to be free from anxiety, but they are living in anxieties. And these are the children of God. These are born-again Christians. They're in church, you know. But because they don't pray, they don't attend prayer meetings, they don't show up, you know, when it's time to pray, when it's time to call upon the Lord. The Lord. That's why they are always living in, you know, anxiety. The Bible says the first thing to do, you must pray. Your heart is beating against your chest. You're feeling like it's almost coming out of your mouth. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to kneel down before God and pray and say, Oh God, I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about that. I'm anxious about this. And I'm coming to you because I am casting all my cares to you. Because the Bible says he does care. Then secondly, you must offer supplication to God. What is supplication? Is to tell God what you need. I am anxious because of this. Lord, intervene. Come through for me. Make supplications. Ask what you need and tell God to come through for you. And then you crown it with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, thanksgiving simply means that you have given it to God and you're thanking God in advance that he's going to sort out that issue for you. Because anxiety comes because we are carrying all these burdens. We are carrying the world. We are carrying issues. We are carrying children. We are carrying businesses. We are carrying our future. We are carrying all so many things. So you are this guy who is even trying to carry the entire world to crush you. To crush you. So make supplications. Pray. Make supplications. Then offer thanksgiving and tell God it is now in your hands. You know, I leave it in your hands. I will not worry about this thing anymore. I leave it in your hands and God will always come through for you. Amen. So if you are here and you are anxious, because I know that the Spirit of God is speaking to somebody here. You are anxious 
you have a rapid heartbeat you are sweating at the wrong time you don't even feel healthy sometimes you feel sickly because of anxiety may you be free this morning in the name of Jesus may you be set free from anxiety in the name of Jesus may God deliver you from great distress this morning in Jesus name cast your cares pray give it to God and I thank God you are in this prayer meeting today we are going to hand over all these problems and issues and baggages that plague us to God give it to God issues about your health give it to God issues about your future give it to God issues about you know you know a situation in your family give it to God issues about your business or your career or your job give it to God you have no business being anxious that's not how God wants you to live cast all your cares to God amen number two another word that characterizes distress is sorrow sorrow what is sorrow sorrow is a feeling of immense or great sadness you can be sad yes but sorrow is because of great sadness there are things that can happen in our lives that make us sad but when you have great sadness immense sadness overwhelming sadness that is a sign that you're being plagued with sorrow which is another word that helps us to understand what great distress is all about sorrow is also grief great grief misery and is caused by loss or misfortune you can go through a situation that leaves you with great sorrow maybe you've lost a job or you've lost um, a loved one or you have lost an opportunity it can plunge you to great sorrow you have this great sadness immense sadness that envelops you that covers you completely immense sadness I mean and it is so deep you know it might not show on your face but it's so deep you have immense sadness great sadness you are plagued with grief and misery because you have lost something and once in a while we lose things once in a while we lose opportunities we lose a loved one we lose you know a job we lose monies you know but we are not supposed to let our lives be ruled by sorrow we are not supposed to let our lives be plagued by sorrow so sometimes you know when you lose something you can have sorrow but also sometimes you know you can uh, you can be low because you have remembered you can be sorrowful because you have remembered an experience that you went through in the past something that is unpleasant that you faced in the past it can also plunge you to sorrow maybe you just sit to sit then you remember oh i lost this and then you are you know submerged into sorrow great sorrow you know you find yourself and being enveloped by great sadness immense sadness because you've remembered something that happened to you in the past a situation that took place in your life you know a loss that took place in your life you know someone that you misses and it plunges you into great sorrow or sometimes it just comes from nowhere you just find yourself mourning you are low you are sad you know you don't want to talk to anyone you are moody in a way, you know, and if you examine your heart, you can just see 
that there is sorrow in your heart and you can't really explain where it is coming from. And maybe you're in this service and you're filled with sorrow. You're in the right place because today God is going to fill you with joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 15, Hannah said, you remember Hannah, um, the wife of Elkanah? She said, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. You know, he was in the temple and he was praying and Pastor Eli found her praying, you know, and he couldn't understand why this woman was praying the way she was praying because she was praying like a drunk woman. She was praying like somebody who is drunk, somebody who is high on something, you know, and he was questioning her. Why are you drinking this early? And this woman said, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I am plagued with immense sadness. That's what she was explaining. That's what she was uh, trying to explain. That's what she said, rather, trying to explain the depth of her sadness to Eli. You know, I am a woman, you know, who has experienced great, you know, sorrow. I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I am consumed with sadness. You know, I am not happy at all. Oh man, look at that. So she was she was plagued with great, great sadness because of what? You know, because of the inability to get children. And you can see that if 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 you are a married woman and you can't have children, it can introduce sorrow in your heart that barrenness can introduce sorrow in your heart so this um this woman here who was in the presence of god praying presence of you know eli praying you know her her, her heart was consumed with intense immense sadness because of her inability to get children now as she was praying you know as she was praying because of her sorrow. And remember, her co-wife is Penina. And Penina was mocking her every day, telling her, you can't get children. You are a barren woman. You can't give, you know, um, our husband children. I'm the only one who is giving him hope concerning the children. And she kept on mocking her every single day of her life. Why was she mocking her? She was mocking her because of her inadequacy. She was mocking her because of her inability to get children. Have you ever been mocked before? Has somebody ever mocked you? Mocked you because of your flaws? Mocked you because of your um, inadequacies? Mocked you because of your you know, inability to do some things? Have you ever been mocked? Sometimes when you're mocked, it introduces sorrow in your heart because when somebody mocks you, he reminds you of what you cannot do. Already you are stressed because you can't do it. But when you're mocked, you know, it is a reminder that you can't do this. You can't accomplish this. You can't, you are not all that. Mm? Somebody can mock you because of your inability to do something or inability uh, to fulfill something or inability to produce something. And it can really crush you and it can plunge you to great sorrow. You can become depressed when you are reminded of your inadequacies and your inabilities. Can you imagine what Hannah went through every single day of her life? She has a co-wife who is mocking her. She has a co-wife who is laughing at her, telling her you're not a woman indeed. You cannot do the, you cannot produce children. You cannot give our husband hope. I mean, it really ate her up. Mm? It really ate her up. 
every single day of her life. Ah, that was difficult for this woman. I really feel for Anne, I'm telling you. That was very hard, you know. That was, that was I mean, that was below the belt. What Penina did was very bad. But now, as she was praying in the temple, the Bible says, verse 17 to 18, then Eli answered, I'm, look, I'm reading first Samuel, chapter 1, then Eli answered and said, go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace, and, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Look at what took away sorrow from Hannah. The first thing that we notice, she was in the temple consistently. When she was in sorrow, when she was consumed by great sadness, she kept on going to church. Have you noticed how Christians behave when they are in great sorrow? They stop coming to church. They lock themselves in their room and they become depressed. Have you noticed how believers behave when they are faced with immense sadness? They lock themselves in their bedroom, uh, put their phones off, and they don't want to talk to anyone. But Hannah was different, and we are learning something from him that, from her rather, that is very powerful. That she kept on going into the house of God. She kept on attending church meetings. She kept on going for the prayer meeting. She was always in the house of God when it was time for the saints to congregate in God's house. If you are here and you are being faced with sorrow, don't stop going to church. Don't stop attending meetings in church. Keep going, keep coming, keep going to the house of God. Because when you disconnect yourself from the presence of God, you become weaker and weaker and weaker because of your sorrow. You will be depressed. Hmm? You will plunge yourself in depression because of sorrow. She kept on going to God's house and she was taking an offering there. Go to God's house, stay in church, attend meetings. Immerse yourself in church activities, no matter the sadness plaguing your soul. Don't stay away. Don't disconnect yourself from the CMG, from the small group. Don't disconnect yourself from church. Don't disconnect yourself from serving. Don't disconnect yourself from other brothers and sisters in the church. Continue going to the house of God because that is where your breakthrough is. Secondly, what do we see? Eli spoke peace into her heart. Where? In the presence of God. Because when you go through sorrow, your mind is not at rest. But while she was there, Eli spoke peace. And this morning, if you're going through sorrow, may the peace of God flood your soul in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are here and you are consumed by intense sadness because you remember something that happened or you've lost something. You've lost a job, you've lost money, or you've lost an opportunity, or things are not going in the right direction in your life. I pray that may the peace of God, which surpasseth all human understanding, guard your heart and guard your mind in the name of Jesus. May you enjoy the peace of God for being in his presence this morning. May you be a partaker of the peace of God for being in this prayer service this morning in the name of Jesus. Every heart that is full of sorrow, every life, every soul that is full of, full of sorrow this morning, I speak the peace of God. As Eli spoke the peace of God, I speak the peace of God in your life right now in the name of Jesus. The peace of God that transcends human understanding. I speak that peace 
over your life, to guard your heart and to guard your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. And not only that, the Bible says her desire was granted. Where was it granted? It was in the house of God. What did she desire? She desired children. And right there in the presence of God, she received her miracle. And the Bible says she went back home, she ate, and her face was no longer sad. I prophesy this morning, by the time you leave this prayer service, by the time you leave this virtual prayer service, your face will no longer be sad. Your heart will no longer be sad. Your soul will no longer be plagued by sorrow in the name of Jesus. May God deliver you from sorrow. May God deliver your soul from immense sadness in the name of Jesus. May God deliver you from this feeling, a feeling of great sorrow, a feeling of great sadness rather in the name of Jesus. And may you enjoy peace. Hallelujah. No matter how big the mountain is, no matter how difficult the situation is, I speak the peace of God in your heart right now. No matter how complex what you're being faced with is, I speak the peace of God over your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Let me be Eli in your life this morning and introduce the peace of God to protect you, to cover you, and to shield you no matter what you're going through. My, maybe it is the loss of someone, it is the loss of a job, it's the loss of an opportunity, it's still okay. But in the midst of your intense and great pain and sorry, great sadness, I speak the peace of God in the name of Jesus. Right in the middle of your sorrow, right in the middle of your sadness, I speak the peace of God. May the peace of God become like the balm of Gilead. May it just bring healing. May it bring restoration. May it bring uh, um, a rest in your soul this morning in the name of Jesus. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like God is speaking to somebody this morning who is going through a very difficult time, who is full of sorrow and sadness because of what has happened or they woke up this morning and they are so low and they can't understand why. Thank God you stumbled into this prayer service this morning. May the peace of God flood your soul right now. Receive it. Shout amen and receive it. Believe it and receive it. May the peace of God stabilize your mind. May the peace of God stabilize your heart this morning in the name of Jesus. Receive it because God is speaking to you this morning in Jesus name. Amen. Wow. The third thing and then we're going to get into prayer is the third word that characterizes great distress is pain is pain Shiro I speak the peace of God over your life it shall be well in Jesus name I speak the peace of God over your family the peace of God over that situation it shall be well in the name of Jesus the third word that characterizes the third word that characterizes an, um, great distress the first one is anxiety. The second one is sorrow. The third one is pain. And pain is in two forms. One, it's a feeling of physical suffering caused by injury or illness. You know, when you have a broken leg, you'll have pain. When your skin is punctured, there will be pain. You know, and that's why people live on painkillers because something around, something about their body, you know, introduces pain to them. A broken a broken a broken arm or something wrong with their tissues something wrong you know with your with their muscles or just something wrong with any some uh, some parts of their bodies and they have to live on painkillers to relieve themselves 
we have seen celebrities who are hooked on painkillers because of constant pain and they have to perform they have to meet the demands you know of the masses and some even go for unconventional remedies like intoxicating drugs substances to grant them relief out of pain and sometimes these substances affect their brains and they become drug addicts you know and some of them die because of injecting themselves with drugs because they have they are looking for another feeling they are tired of pain in their bodies they are tired of you know the affliction that they are going through in their body so once in a while when they are going to bed they have to inject themselves so that they forget the pain and sleep you know and just have rest you know for that night and some of them never wake up we have seen it over and over and over again so pain can also be physical suffering but also pain can be an emotional suffering or mental suffering a feeling of emotional or mental suffering you can have pain psychological pain it is in your heart it is in your soul you are <clears throat> you're going through mental anguish your heart is in so much pain there are people here because of their experiences their hearts are in so much pain their soul is plagued with pain because of the suffering they have gone through, you know, because of the betrayal, because of the broken heart, you know, because somebody went behind their back, because of unfaithfulness in a relationship, and their hearts are in pain. Their hearts are broken. I mean, they are bleeding inside. I mean, I can't, I can't even fathom the depth of the pain that they are going through. Some of them have been raped. Some of them have been abused. And they are languishing in so much emotional pain in their hearts. We, we can't even articulate what they are going through. It, it is psychological anguish that there are no words to really describe, you know, what they are going through because of what, you know, it was they were subjected to. And there are people who are walking around with emotional pain, psychological pain. You can't see it. They are smiling with us, but you can't see it. Deep down their hearts, there is a there is a wound. There is a wound, and they are trying to protect that wound. The wound is septic, the wound is deep. They are broken, they are shattered inside. That's another sign that you are living in great distress, and those people are around us emotional pain psychological pain somebody did something to you somebody took your innocence somebody took advantage of you somebody i mean i hear stories man you know children who grew up in abusive homes and they're twisted they are carrying traumatic experiences in their hearts and in their minds and there is a wound because of what they were subjected to when they were young you know you know, I watched a movie, I'll not tell you the title of this mother who went through so much pain caused by the husband. And, 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 and the, what the husband did caused the son to actually commit suicide. So you can imagine what, what, what this woman was going through. I mean, the man was wicked. The man was bad, you know, caused the son to commit suicide, you know, and, 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 on top of what you know he cost the wife hey, i was imagining that woman that woman in that movie was hitting her head on the wall because of the pain so there are people who are going through deep 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 pain you know and it's a sign that you are living in great distress you are a survivor but you are in pain there is healing the bible says in psalms 
34 and verse 18. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Psalms 157 verse 2 to 3. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outskirts of Israel. He heals. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So today you can receive healing because the Lord heals the brokenhearted. Today your wounds can be healed. Today your pain can be healed. Today your pain can be taken away. If you are here and you have emotional pain, may God heal your heart. May God heal the broken, the brokenness of your heart. May God heal your mind. May God restore you in the name of Jesus Christ. So we are going to pray. There are many survivors here who are still in great distress, but we are going to pray this morning in the name of Jesus. There are survivors here who have gone through great sorrow, pain. They have gone through fear. They have gone through, you know, uh, anxiety. This morning, I want you to believe God for your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Or maybe you know someone who is living in great distress. He's a survivor, yes, but he's living in great distress. It is time to pray. And let's pray that God will come through for them in the name of Jesus Christ. I know I've shared so much, but we can still take some 10 minutes and pray in the name of Jesus. The first thing that I want us to pray about in Jesus' name. I want you to pray first of all that you become a very prayerful believer in the name of Jesus. This year, I want you to be prayerful. This year, I want you to desire to be prayer. Be anxious for nothing but by prayer. I want you to pray that you'll be prayerful in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning but in the name of Jesus that we shall not be anxious but we shall be prayerful in the name of Jesus. I pray that may the grace to pray, may the strength to pray, may the desire to pray come upon our lives this morning in the name of Jesus. That Lord, we shall not shun prayer meetings. We shall not disconnect ourselves from being in a prayer service in the name of Jesus. But our desire will be to pray and to seek your face at all times in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we kick prayerlessness out of our lives this morning in the name of Jesus. We choose not to be prayerful. We choose to be prayerful, Lord. We choose to immerse ourselves in prayer. We will not be anxious. We will not be anxious about our future. We will not be anxious about money. We will not be anxious about our businesses, our families, our children. In any way, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that we are breaking out of every form of anxiety this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, liberate us from every form of anxiety that plagues our minds, that plagues our hearts, that leave us, you know, being uh, victims of fear. Father, deliver us in the name of Jesus. We choose, we choose to be prayerful that when, 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 when we are, Lord, when we are being faced by a difficulty, we will pray instead of becoming anxious. When we are, when we are faced by an important decision that we, we need to make, concerning our future, we will pray and not be anxious in the name of Jesus. When we are faced with a difficulty, we choose to pray and not to be anxious in the name of Jesus. When we find ourselves at a crossroad, Father, I pray that we shall not be anxious, but we shall pray in the name of Jesus. Let your grace, let your grace of prayer 
come upon our lives. Father, some of us have backslidden from prayer. Some of us have left the place of prayer. I pray that this morning, by your spirit, may you draw us back to that place in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning, oh God, by your grace, by the convicting power of your spirit, that we are coming back to the place of prayer in the name of Jesus. We refuse, Lord. We refuse to be anxious. We will refuse anxiety. We kick it out of our hearts, out of our soul this morning in the name of Jesus. And we choose to be prayerful in Jesus' name. Number two, I want you to pray that you'll be committed to church attendance in the name of Jesus. Like Hannah, you will not stay at home. You will not disconnect yourself. You will not lock yourself in your room. And some of you need to bounce back even to attend meetings in the name of Jesus. Because of great distress, you have disconnected yourself. You are sad and you have locked yourself somewhere in the room feeling sorry for yourself. But you are changing. You are turning around and you are coming back to meetings, you are coming back to prayer services, you are showing up for meetings in church in the name of Jesus. Re lift up your voice, raise your voice and pray right now that you will be committed to church attendance in the name of Jesus. Like Hannah, no matter what you are going through, you will still be found in the temple in the name of Jesus. Father, this morning we pray for commitment to the house of God in the name of Jesus. No matter the stress, no matter the distress, no matter the anxiety, no matter the sorrow, I pray, oh God, that we shall be in your house in the name of Jesus. We shall fight the feeling of being disconnected from your house. We shall fight the feeling of just locking ourselves in the room and feeling sorry for ourselves. We shall fight it in the name of Jesus. This morning, Father, I pray, I pray, I pray for every man, every woman that has succumbed to sorrow and sorrow has kept them away. Sorrow has made them to stand aloof. Sorrow has locked them up in their room. They don't want to associate with other believers. They don't want to come to the house of God. They don't want to be in church to pray to serve, to worship. This morning I pray for them, oh God, that they are breaking out of that shackle, they are breaking out of that uh, out of that prison in the name of Jesus. And Father, they are renewing their commitment this new year to be in your house, to be planted in your house in the name of Jesus. They will defy the sorrow, they will defy the great sadness that they feel in their hearts to be in the house of God this, uh, this season, this here in the name of Jesus and nothing will keep them away from going to the temple like Hannah oh God they will always they will always come to the house of God like Hannah oh God even with a sorrowful spirit they will show up in your presence in the name of Jesus any person here that sorrow is taking them away from the house of God we call them back in the name of Jesus every man every woman that sorrow is disconnecting from the temple, from the house of God, from the church. Father, we call them back in the name of Jesus. Every man that has been kept away, every woman that has been kept away with immense sadness. Father, we call them forth right now in prayer in the name of Jesus. I stand in the place of prayer. Oh God, and I pray, oh God, that may they come back, may they bounce back in the name of Jesus. Sorrow will not keep them away from your house. Sorrow will not keep them away from your temple. Sorrow will not keep them away from the church. 
church in the name of Jesus this morning Lord we call them back we call them back to church attendance we call them back oh God to service in the house of God in the name of Jesus even those who are here who have become lethargic because of sorrow I call them forth I call them back in the name of Jesus I remove every obstacle anything oh God that stands in their way I remove it right now in the name of Jesus I speak to you right now yes you who has stayed away because of sorrow who has disconnected from fellowship because of sorrow who has disconnected from church because of sorrow who has disconnected from weekly meetings because of sorrow I call you back I call your spirit back in the name of Jesus as Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb to come forth I call you out of that tomb of sorrow come forth in the name of Jesus oh yes out of that tomb of sorrow out of that grave of sorrow out of that room that you have locked yourself in I call you back right now in the name of Jesus I call your spirit back I call you back into the house of God and this time you will not leave sorrow will not take you away in the name of Jesus a sorrowful spirit will not take you away in the name of Jesus you are bouncing back you are coming back you are coming back to a place of service you are coming back to worship God you are coming back to sacrifice to God like Hannah you are coming back to prayer meetings like Hannah in the name of Jesus come forth in Jesus name and somebody shout a big amen amen hallelujah I want just I want I want us to pray the Bible says that God heals broken hearts maybe you have pain or you know somebody that has pain in their hearts you can see it you can feel it there is a pain there is a there is a wound there is a wound in your heart I want you to pray for healing this morning in the name of Jesus Christ maybe you lost something or you lost someone or you lost an opportunity and there is a wound in your heart I want you to lift your voice right now and ask God to heal every every wound in your heart every wound in your soul in the name of Jesus he heals broken heart the broken hearted and binds up their wounds Psalms 157 verse 3 he heals <coughs> the broken hearted and binds up their wounds this morning father I remember those who are bleeding those who are in pain those who are oh God plagued with pain they have a wound in their heart they have a wound in their soul I remember them this morning I pray for them oh God stretch your hand and touch that wound in their hearts in the name of Jesus stretch your hand and touch that wound in their soul in the name of Jesus oh they are bleeding oh God some of them are bleeding even right now oh God some of them their hearts are shattered in pieces they are their minds are warped I pray for healing this morning in the name of Jesus heal them oh God heal them by your power heal them by your power heal them by your anointing in the name of Jesus every broken heart in this service this morning I pray for your healing I send help from above I send the hand of God from above to heal you right now in the name of Jesus yes Lynn Terai 
you are bouncing back in the name of Jesus. I send the healing power of God to touch every heart that is broken, to touch every heart that is bleeding, to touch every heart that is full of wounds. I pray for healing this morning in the name of Jesus. May God stretch his hand and reach the deep recesses of that of that heart that is broken and bring healing in the name of Jesus. May God stop the bleeding in a broken heart this morning. May God take away that pain this morning. May God bind every wound this morning in the name of Jesus. May your healing take place. May your healing take place right now in the name of Jesus. May that pain be taken away from your heart. Father, there are people here, the pain that they are going through has damaged them. The pain of losing someone has damaged them. The pain of losing an opportunity has damaged them. The pain of losing someone that they trusted, someone that they depended on, oh God, has warped their mind or has plunged them deeper and deeper into sorrow. Father, I pray this morning, may you heal them in the name of Jesus. May you heal that broken heart this morning in the name of Jesus. May you heal that heart that is bleeding this morning in the name of Jesus. May you heal that heart that is distraught this morning in the name of Jesus. May you heal that heart that is even contemplating suicide because of pain, because of a wound that was inflicted on them by a trusted friend, by a parent, by a lover. Father, I pray for healing this morning in the name of Jesus. Take the pain away, Lord. Take the pain away, Lord. Take the pain away, Lord. Heal that heart this morning, Lord. I stand in the gap on behalf of every, every broken heart represented here. And I pray for your healing to take place right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for your healing to happen right now. May God bind your wounds. May God stop the bleeding in your heart. May God bring restoration. May God bring wholeness to your heart this morning. In the name of Jesus, every pain, every emotional pain, every psychological pain, every deep pain in your heart and in your soul, I pray, O oh God, that may the hand of God reach that place and bring healing in the name of Jesus. Be healed this morning. Be healed this morning. I know you're betrayed and your heart, you're bleeding and you're broken, but be healed this morning in the name of Jesus. I know that someone let you down and he was very promising, but, but there is healing in, in, in his presence this morning for you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I know that what you went through has left you with pain over the years when you remember how you are abused, how you are taken advantage of. There is so much pain in your heart. There is so much pain in your soul. How you are disappointed. How you are let down. You can even remember it. And it's like pricking a wound that has never healed. And you have nursed this wound for many years. Today I pray that may God heal that wound in your heart. May God heal that wound in your soul. Some of you, your soul is bruised. Your soul is bruised by an experience that you went through or somebody took you through, an ordeal that somebody took you through. I pray for your healing this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jehovah God, 
visit your children. Go to every house. Go to every living room. Go to every office. Oh God, visit them right where they are. Some of them are in their bedroom right now. And even as we are praying, tears are rolling down their cheeks because they can remember the pain. They can feel the pain. Father, I pray that may you wipe their tears. I pray that may you reach right where they are. In that room, on the bed, wherever they are, in that bedroom, in the living room. Some of them, Lord, they are weeping right now. I pray, Lord, stretch your hand and touch them. In the name of Jesus, you heal the brokenhearted. Heal their hearts right now. Heal their hearts, Jehovah God. You bind up all the wounds of those who are bleeding. Bind their wounds right now. Bandage their wounds right now. In the name of Jesus, take their pain away. Wipe their tears right now. Give them hope right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, heal that wound, Lord. Heal that wound, Jesus. Heal that wound, Lord. Restore that heart, oh God. Stop the bleeding in that heart this morning. In the name of Jesus, may they receive a miracle. A miracle of healing. Psychological healing. Mental healing. Emotional healing. Right now, in the name of Jesus, be healed this morning. Right where you are, be healed in the name of Jesus. May God take away that pain. May God take away that discomfort that you feel in your heart. May God fill up that hole that is in your heart this morning because of an experience that you went through. In the name of Jesus, may he wipe your tears. May he bring joy to your soul. May he bring joy to your heart. May he bring joy to your house this morning. In the name of Jesus, I declare be healed right now. I declare be healed right now. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus of that pain. Be healed right now. May that wound be healed. Whatever it is that was in your heart that was causing you pain, be healed right now in the name of Jesus. May God stop that bleeding in your heart in the name of Jesus. May God wipe your tears. May God turn your mourning into dancing this morning in the name of Jesus. May God open a new chapter in your life in the name of Jesus. May God usher in joy, joy in your home, joy in your soul, joy in your family. In the name of Jesus, you will be a joyful survivor. You will be a joyful survivor. You will be a joyful survivor. In the name of Jesus, you will be a survivor that is filled with peace. In the name of Jesus, you will be a survivor who is living oh, and experiencing singer fullness of joy in their hearts. In the name of Jesus, you will be a healed survivor. You'll be a restored survivor. You'll be a survivor with the right frame of mind. In the name of Jesus, you'll be a survivor full of joy and peace. In Jesus' name, you'll be a survivor that is serving God. You'll be a survivor that is still in the presence of God, serving Him and worshiping Him. In the name of Jesus, now open your mouth and give thanks giving to God. Tell God thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking away my anxiety. Thank you Lord for taking away my sorrow. Thank you Lord for taking away my pain. In the name of Jesus I will be a joyful survivor. 
I will be a joyful survivor. I will be a survivor who is full of thanksgiving, thanking you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercies, and for your kindness upon my life. I am grateful. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Offer your thanksgiving to God this morning for touching you, for healing your wound, for touching your heart, for restoring you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you thanks. Thank you for healing the brokenhearted. Thank you for healing and taking away our sorrow. Thank you, O Lord, for giving us assurance oh, that you will answer our prayer and meet our needs. And so we have no reason to be anxious. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. And we all shout a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to leave this prayer service with joy because God has done something in your life. If you came here broken, receive your healing. You are healed from today in the name of Jesus. Don't go back to that sorrow. Don't go back to where you are. God has touched you this morning. God has healed you this morning. God has healed your heart this morning. There are many people who are listening to me. I could see the brokenness of, of your heart. I could feel the pain in your soul. I want you to hear me real good. God says you are healed in the name of Jesus. No more sorrow, no more anxiety, no more pain in your heart. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Don't go back to that place again. Don't go back to that spot again. Don't go back to that you know, feeling again, you are healed in the name of Jesus. And when you start having those feelings, remind the devil that I am healed and I'm not going back to that hole again in the name of Jesus. I declare your healing. I declare your restoration. I declare that you are healed. No more sorrow, no more anxiety, and no more pain in your heart in Jesus' name. You are free. Leave this service knowing that you are free. And he who the Son has set free. He is free indeed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.